write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know I don't know Spending time all alone Sending my songs through the phone Dreaming of a better home We while focused on trying to hone This craft Witchcraft I hope the brujas Let this last I don't know That was a great sounds Watts without sign of WNHHLP, 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, with my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Easy Blues, you're a better with introductions more than me. Who do we have this today on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, when we sit and truly go through life, we have to understand, I say this all the time, as the arts thrive, we thrive. Some of the best things that have happened in this life as per the golden age and the gilded age came because of the strong influence of the arts system. Now, whether you are sitting at, in your room as a child, taking your Legos and building a castle and flying upon it, or you are sitting down and playing with your friends that were about this big and named Joe with a GI in front of it, you could have the truest Truest form by using your what? Imagination. And what do you need for your imagination but creativity? And when you can fully take yourself into a world where you are not just super creative, you're not just massively creative, but you are a doctor in creativity. Understand that you have your doctorate in being awesome and amazing. And for that, it is incredible. Whether the journey of an artist, to a manager, to someone that fully understands every network of this incredible business that is disgusting and disturbing. We know it as the entertainment industry and we love it. I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and two. We do not need any accidents. But mentally, put your hands together or if you really want to, you take your heart, you put your heart hands together for the amazing, the incredible, the absolutely fantastic Dr. Creative. Doctor? Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> that was a dope, <laughs> dope, dope intro. I've never had one like that before. I'm just, <laughs> I know, before I do a speech or anything, I'm just gonna be like, hey, let me call my friend out real quick. He's just gonna Yeah, word, I got you. I got I, 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 Well, and, and it's it's so it's so interesting too, because like that's one of the things we really strive ourselves for for this this. Because there's a lot of people who this would be their first time doing an interview at, at any point in time. And a lot of people don't feel that their story is special enough All to right. have a news program or, or to have some time to talk about these things. So it's our job to make you all feel as special as humanly possible. And this is something that actually speaks very big to your story. Because as you go back through, you know, your story starting as an artist, starting, you know, weaving and, and going through the, the septic tank that is like the music industry. Um, <laughs> You know, you you have discovered that it is true creativity that that moves forward. Um, what really has brought this journey on for you? Because this isn't one just like you woke up and you're like, I'm an artist. You've gone to school for this stuff. You know, I was you know, you were on on your path for to get an actual doctorate, you know. So like we're going to actually call you doctor, 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 doctor. Um, you know, what it, what has inspired this to get all that paperwork underneath because a lot of creatives 
um, they they forgo the paperwork aspect of it because um, I hate school. So, but so you know, that's just me. <laughs> so really? Yeah. So I am your typical artist. Um, so there's a deeper story there. First of all, thank you for actually doing research. This is weird. Uh, I've done <laughs> Nobody ever does research. So I'm sitting here smiling like, what the heck? This is not a, okay, thank you. What we do, we got to respect. We got um, yeah. <laughs> so I have to actually talk and not do the general stuff. Um, <laughs> thank you. No problem. No problem. No. <laughs> so I have to actually use my brain today. And that's <laughs> yeah. the stereotypical line. Okay. <laughs> so um, I come from a background where we were talking about earlier EBT before we was on... <laughs> was on the radio mm-hmm. and so that lets you know that I come from a uh um environment that's not so um smiley and tv like so i'm mm-hmm. born in boston massachusetts and if you know anything about boston it's not what you see on tv the real boston mm-hmm. actually has a lot of people who are black puerto rican from the mm-hmm. Caribbean. um you know we just really really rough um so that's the real boston and what you see on tv is basically cambridge east yeah. boston and that's yeah. not boston so um and for those of y'all who really know boston you know uh i was raised in dorchester roxbury Ooh, uh, so okay. i was born in a place where we call h block and so in reality you know it was, it was real dangerous and so there's really no hope for us that for those of us who are raised in the hood so mm-hmm. i really did not fall in love with school until i had a mentor uh, her name was Linda Wells, and I always call her name out. Uh, and it's kind of illegal, so don't, don't be mad at her, but I'm proud of her. I was working for her, and I've always been a creative one. I've always had opportunities um, with my talent. My teachers will always sign me up for opportunities, uh, like, outside of school. And I never seek them. They always just, like, you're going to this program. You're going to this program. You got to do this. Because my mom, she was just working really, really hard to just make sure we had food on the table and making sure she's, you know, found ways of giving us opportunities and that looked like we was poor you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i didn't know it was poor until it got older and but i was working for linda wells i was working at a housing development working at an after school program and she signed me up for college i had just uh had a son i was 18 and a half mm-hmm. and um she said you need to have more benefits you need to stop just doing hair and doing these things and she took all my personal information she had because she was my boss and applied mm-hmm. for school. She got me a scholarship and she said, you're going to the University of Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. And I was super scared because I had tried college at Berkeley College of Music and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I d- tried um, community college at Roxbury Community College. That didn't work out. It lasted a week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, school's not for me. I'm just going to be a singer and da 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 mm-hmm. And um, it just didn't, you know, didn't work out. So she signed me up from undergrad and I was successful because I felt like somebody first believed in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also had a son and that was like my push right, right. So I went and I went for mass communication mounted music business and I fell in love with it and this is the first time in my life I ever got straight A's ever wow. I had to get the gab so all through high school middle school and every school I just right. did this and I got A's and B's and C's basically all C's mm-hmm. okay because yeah. that's it use mm-hmm. what I got to do what I want I'm sure mm-hmm. um so and that just pressured me to move on. And so I realized like school, college was really about scheduling, doing things early and following the freaking rules. The rubric was right there in front of you. The syllabus tells you what they want. Answer the Mm. question, read whatever chapter you read, try to figure out grammar. 
Yeah. Basically, have somebody do that part for me, okay? Of course. <laughs> yes, yes, for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's how I got to around. So that's why I'm in, you know, I'm in my doctorate, my last few, my last year of my doctorate, because mm-hmm. I learned a formula. It wasn't because I liked mm-hmm. school. And because I was the first person to graduate from college in my in my family, that that's was awesome. the for me. The same thing for my son. I wanted to be the first one to get my master's. And it's, that's the only reason why I'm going after my doctorate. Um, mm-hmm. Throughout the years, I was able to tour. I was able to sing background. So I was still doing my music, still being creative, and then also working in the industry presenting people at major organizations, being able to be an impact on the community, being able to change atmospheres and change the look of organizations and creating more color in spaces. That's why I'd be able to um, do what I do. Well, it's it's so super interesting because, you know, um, I always found that, that, you know, dealing with the rule book as a creative, that's the thing you hate the most. You know, when they tell you how you have to be and exactly what they want, you know, there's, I'm I'm still a little punk rock, and you know I'm just saying they're usually going to get a finger, um, and it's probably not the one that I'm pointing at with them. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of how it goes. Mm-hmm. But once you do find out that formula, and it was something that I actually discovered in the military, and I love that you had the teachers and and what we call that what the teachers did to you in school, uh, mm-hmm. we call in the military being voluntold. You were oh, voluntold. Yes. You needed to do this. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely fantastic. But you're taking these opportunities, you're growing your understanding, but you also know that it's not just about the now. You know, one of the things that I really want the people at home, you know, to listen to in your story is you realize you could be the first. And not only did you realize that you could be the first, you understood that you had a generation under you. Yeah. And it wasn't about, about that moment, but about the legacy. And, you know, we talk about all the time, you know, you can be the pebble that drops in the pond or you can be the, the ripples in which, you know, it makes from when, when you hit the water. Um, and I believe those ripples is something that is absolutely amazing. Now, if I remember correctly, and, and don't get me wrong, it's been an emotional couple of months, but I believe we, we've actually met at the State House. Yep. Yes, if I remember correctly, I believe we, oh, we, we wow. met at the State House, which Small means we had me. like a massive long conversation because I, I, I now things are starting to be re- re- recollection, but you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's, been a, it's, it's been a moment. Um, and I, you know, obviously I followed you on, on social media and, and everything like that. And I love when, when Prestige like books the guest and I'm like, oh, this should be interesting. And I'm like, oh, all right, cool. And he's like, all right. So this is what it is. Like, ah, oh, that's homie. It's fine. <laughs> he's like, who don't you know, sir? Who don't you know? Right. Um, but what's super, super interesting is, you know, I love the story of figuring out how to be a background player. You know, that, that is something that they don't, they don't talk about. Because, again, people who grew up in the suburbs, people who grew up, you know, in, you know, some of the, the, the more urban aspects of it or in the ghetto aspects of it, you only know that there's two ways out of this, you know, the gun or the ball or, you know, yeah. the mic or the ball. But there's other ways about that. You know, you don't necessarily have to have a million streaming yeah. single. Yeah. To be someone who's on the road, working, being a backup dancer. I heard there's some issues with some backup dancers right now. Um, I'm not here to talk about that. Whatever. I'm just saying sometimes a banana's got to be a banana. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right? Yeah. But, what... <laughs> but, you know, there is this whole career path. And us as creatives, we get talked out of that. We get talked into, yeah. you know, the suit and, you know, the CPA. 
and you know all of those kind of things because no one tells us that you can go and sing backup. I, I mean, Cheryl Crow was a teacher, but she also sung backup for Michael Jackson, sung backup for, for Don Henley. Yeah. And these were the things that financed your art. Um, yeah. What was it like for you to work as a background player while you're also building this up? So I've never, okay, I have to get some history if that's all right. That's no worries. Why we're right. here. Right. Your story. Um, so I, I've always, so when I was younger, I used to be in a boy band. So when I, <laughs> I love that. Also, I, I, before we go any further, I want to give a shout out to Harry because the intro with the suit that you were wearing, you look like a chameleon or like you're just in like a whole bunch of green screen. You were stylish with it. And you just saw like your chest and your head. It was dope. I love that. I had, of that. I had, we'll so I have like a big tattoo and everything. Like that's yeah. when they or over there on Wally. So whatever. <laughs> anyway. Um now we talking B2K, we talking NSYNC, we talking back. We're talking B2K. Like, what, what, we talking B2K. 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 That, like, even we opened right. up with B2K. Oh, so oh, wow. Our, okay. Yeah. Um our Were manager. You pretty was, our, man, our manager was Morris, who um managed uh New Edition. So uh -huh. we come from that from that era where mm -hmm. um my father was friends with Mike Bivens, like it was a whole big thing. We used to drive around Boston in like limos. We used to get out of cars, go to malls. The girls would like swarm around us. We was really big stuff. Uh, okay. So we were like super close to getting signed. And um, I ruined it for my group. And it was really a bad time. Like my junior year of high school, uh -huh. I was like towards the ending, I, my entire school was like kind of made me feel very bad because I was super churchy. I'm a PK, a, pre a preacher's kid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, my grandfather's a, a bishop, and I just felt like that was not my calling at the time. I was supposed to be a gospel artist, and right. I was when I perform R&B, I'm super, super sexual, and I was always mm -hmm. the guy towards the end of the songs that would gyrate on the stage and get the girls to do all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I felt like if I was to take that route, I was going to end up being someone I wasn't supposed to be. Mm -hmm. right. What turned out, though I was never the lead of the group, I was the energy of the group. Uh, um, okay. Okay. And I also had the special effect of the group. And mm -hmm. I, I could sing. We all can sing, actually. We all can blow. But mm -hmm. I was the writer, the organizer, the, the choreographer. I did all right. this. So I always had this strength. Um, so when I said I'm going to back out, either y'all can do it as a four, mm -hmm. a group of four, or yeah, there's another guy at our school that can sing, and he's handsome. He can do it. Right. Um, and did not give us the group to give us the deal because I backed out and my mom wouldn't right. look it. And so it was a bad deal. So anyway, I said that to say, right then I knew that I didn't want to be ever in the front row. And so I even went to Berkeley. Um, my first big thing was given for me uh, from, from Berkeley. And um, that was how I, how I figured out I like to be in the background. I get to sing. I get to mm -hmm. move side to side and every now and then get to do a one, two step, which means some choreography. And I get to keep my life. I'm right. a, I also was, did, did hair. I'm a multi-talented person and I hate feeling like I'm not able to be creative. And right. so I was able to do hair, sing, collaborate, add in some tensions, which is like different notes inside background and mm -hmm. be accepted for that. And then stay out of people's business. And right regular life. And so I was able to move along life like that and do spot dates. I didn't have to be someplace forever. I love to just be all over the place. And that broke me into a space where I was like, yo, there's money in this. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to keep on going and to hopefully 
become like the best background singer in the world where right. was seeking me out to go on tour so I could just live this beautiful life and then boom I was a fast tail and had a child right so <laughs> because I also loved the ladies and I was just like yo it, it is what it is and so yeah. um it happened and it slowed me down a little bit and I had to get like a regular job because I had to support the mother of my child at the time of course and um, I come from a family where, all right, you did it. You got to deal with it. Uh, so it just yeah. I pivoted me. It never stopped me because I come from a really strong family. It just means I had to do something else creative. And so it just kept on developing my creativity. But I also learned that there is some educational parts of creativity. So how do I teach my knowledge at that young age? How do I create more opportunities with studio teaching? How do I teach people? Mm -hmm. How do people teach people how to stand at the mic and use their vocal? I started doing all that kind of stuff. And it's kept on evolving. And then as you get older, you're like, yo, I did all this stuff. And then I didn't know that I was community developing as I put in on big concerts in the community at Franklin Park over there in Boston. I didn't know that that was actually a job in the industry. Nobody mm -hmm. tells you that you need to be teaching this stuff in college. Nobody tells you that community development and putting on concerts and contracting and negotiating and speaking up for myself and talking about I need more money, that that's a job. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Me connecting with managers and creating deals and speaking up for my friends and giving people opportunities, talking about, oh, here's Michael, here's John, y'all need to work together. I didn't know that was a job. What? So yeah. I ended up creating a job. Right. So now I'm working at these major organizations doing what I've been doing since I was young at the age of 25, That's getting paid big dollars. Yeah. Big dollars for something mm -hmm. I've been going to school for in another capacity as mass communication, my music business. Mm -hmm. But right. I realized, like this is called leadership. So my master's mm -hmm. was leadership. And I'm like, yo, I'm able to incorporate all the stuff I've been doing naturally, child. Everything I was learning, right. I was like, this is me. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> I'm able to like really do everything I've been doing in my life all in one degree, but also doing it in the entertainment world and getting paid good money to do what I've been doing naturally. That's awesome. Uh, I'm, here I'm, on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, Easy Blues is in the building. He's lost of words. We got Dr. Creative. Now, before Easy goes, I know he has 10 million things going through his head. Oh, it's coming. With the whole story that you told us, did that create the name of Dr. Creative? So before I even started working on my doctor or thinking about doctor, because once again, I did not like school. Right. Only was doing it to make a point to my family because uh -huh. it's competitive. Mm -hmm. I just realized, like, my friends can call me about any issue. They can mm -hmm. call me about a relationship thing, and I creatively think about how to fix that issue for them. They can call me about a baby shower and how they wanted to be creative about not being like everybody else. I'll think about how to make that thing creatively different. Yeah. I would, you can call me about, I want my glasses to be different, but how do I make this look? I'm creatively thinking about how to make that different. And then my <laughs> friends started calling me, Dr. Creative, Dr. Creative, and I just stuck with it. And it's been that way for years, right? And so it just so happened that I finished my, my master's and I was like, hmm, what would it be to be a, be a doctor? And I just went into Creighton University like, so what's the process? And she just signed me up that day and I got in a week mm -hmm. later. I was like, how the heck? And I had to play for nothing. She just was like, <laughs> basically they needed some people in the color in their program. So they, everything was charged. You got scholarships. Let's keep it real. Mm -hmm. um, and so I got a few scholarships and I didn't have to pay to, for admission. I didn't have to do anything. I got in and so I got in and it's a uh, uh it's a uh um a really good university so I got in and I was happy to be part of it awesome easy so I I was to go ahead. first of all 
this is what I've been talking about for a very long time. This is actually something that, 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 that Prestige and I are in the process of working on the table, trying to bring it to the community itself, dealing with um, kind of like a venue, but in, in the capacity to teach the younger people how to put on shows, how to move forward, how to start a band camp, how to mm -hmm. use that, how to use social media correctly. All this stuff needs to be taught to us because these are jobs. Yes, they these are. These are jobs. And, and I love the fact, I really love the fact that you get paid very well to do that because I do all this stuff for free. I don't get paid at all. And it's nonsense. And it makes me hurt for soul. But and you can. Fine, but I like ramen. And that's fine. You know, it's not top ramen, but like it's ramen, you know, okay. and it's fine. But see, that's, that's the part that they never, never told us. They yeah. never told us that you could do this. You know, yeah. I knew I was a creative at six years old. I knew what I wanted to do for the rest of my life at six years old. And I used to tell people, what's harder? Not knowing what you want to be when you grow up or knowing what you want to be and it being the hardest thing in the world to break into, you know? And then you start looking at things in a different point of view. Like I, I, I talk about it when, when I'm on stage on, on a regular basis. You know, I used to be the kid that had, you know, all his friends were, on the, you know, on his mixtapes or on the radio. And now I live like the 12 year old kid that had, you know, just the, that music hangs out with phenomenal musicians on a regular basis. Yeah. My friends now are on my playlist. My friends now, people I break bread with, you know, create such amazing art on all different levels. And it's just getting this community together to stand up together yeah. and to know I, I love, this actor strike. I love this writer strike because yeah. they're fighting about streaming. Because as a musician, I mean, I've been grabbing my ankles with streaming since I started music, like for real. And it's yeah. not pleasurable. There's no reason why 0 0.016 cents for every stream. And I got to split it four ways. Crazy. Just... You know what I mean? <laughs> Crazy. Teach us, sir. Teach us, doctor. Oh, let me tell you. I feel like this is a relationship that's going to oh, just blossom sure. forever no, and for ever. Sure. Let me say something. Um, what's really sad is our business is dying because mm -hmm. nobody knows that the jobs are available. And people like me who want to go out and do more things, there's nobody there to do the to do the job I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I try to latch onto anybody who says, I want to do what you're doing. Oh, you do? Hey, here's yeah. it. <laughs> but there's also gatekeepers, people mm -hmm. who are 65, 70, still doing what they've been doing for years and not just saying, here you go, right. not giving opportunities, not even just mentoring. I think there are, are some administrators who can just say, here you go. Here's some resources. Here's my knowledge. Here's my contacts. Here's the steps. Here's my history. More people need to speak up, give history, give knowledge, give resources to these young people who have the capability. Because honestly, let's keep it real. You don't even have to be an artist to do the job. You just got to be able to be very, very um, into detail and be mm -hmm. able to get things done and be timely. And right. if you're able to do that, you can do the job because the people that work behind the scenes, that's the only way that live entertainment, that's the only way that the venues and things like that are going to be able to continue to happen. Because what you're seeing recently, or what, you're going to, what you've been seeing now is that our seats are not filling up. Mm -hmm. What you see right now is that people are not coming out. And ever mm -hmm. since it doesn't happen, baby, it's, nothing's happening. And it's not the same. 
And so yeah. in order for us to be creative and have more expressive things happen, like people don't get excited no more for, for um, art the way that they used to. People aren't even buying music the way they used to because everybody has a code or some way of just finding ways to get it for free. Yeah, well, and, and, it, and that's one of the most incredible things. And this is why I always say, um, you know, your art has to be bulletproof because you have to be the thing that transcends that. You know, you have a lot of these huge internet streamers who had to cancel their tours because they can't sell out a spot, but then you've got 50 Cent, you know, doing a, 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 a drop show out of nowhere and had 85,000 seats sold, Yo. you know, because he's not out there every single day because My. you know it's going to be an experience when, when you go to that type of show because it's a show. It's not just going up there and, you know, spitting over your, your and I, I don't put salt in anyone else's hustle. So yeah. no way am I judging another artist. Yeah. Making art is difficult and yeah. you make it any way you want. But if you are just sitting there and we'll say, I don't know, from experiences of working at the state house, if you were just, I don't know, doing 15 minutes of your father's material, yeah, I don't expect a place to sell out. Because, no. you know, I could have, I could have just done that. I could have just listened to the, the thing. Give people another reason to be there. It's an experience. It's it's it should be it should be that religious aspect of it. I love that you also come from like the gospel and the church aspect because if you look at it, marketing comes from them. Okay, yeah. the actual gospel circuit, and let's be real, you actually re remember that it was the gospel circuit that got Aretha Franklin pregnant as a child. Baby, let's be real. Are we real about it? Let's keep it All real. All right. Let's and she was real. on tour with her father, the pastor. The pastor saying. She'll say it. All okay. right. And she still won't say who that is. Uh-huh. You know, we, we start to forget all that because we 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 it, perfection is so easily marketable because it's so unattainable. And that continued us going for that carrot on that stick that we can't get. And yeah. you know, we we forget that we are we are so flawed as a species that we had to in, invent and erase it. Right. You know, like, so you're not going to hit perfection, but what you can do is you can hit happiness. You, you, you know, and, and that's the key. I mean, that amazing uh, movie based off the true story with Will Smith, The Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, man. It's not about happiness. It's about that pursuit. Yeah. And that's what it is. I say all the time, you know, we are once once we pass, we are nothing more than two dates, you know, and that's that little hashtag in between the two that is your life. And I want to make that hashtag as colorful and as weird and as freaky as humanly possible to do as many things as humanly possible because we die two deaths. Yeah. When our body gives out and when the last person who has ever met you or heard about you dies. Yeah. I want to live forever. Absolutely. I'm here for that. I love that. <laughs> I, love that. So, I love it. I love it too. Me, me, me. That's well, the strength right now. Oh, as we hear the gospel of easy blues, um, I want to know <laughs> about the crucial conflict agency. Please tell me about that. Ooh, ooh, um, <laughs> conflict agency. So, yeah, yeah, that has been around for eleven years, my friend. Awesome. awesome. And that started when I was living in Omaha, Nebraska, mm -hmm. and it started from me. Um, my friend, uh, way back in the day, and two right. of my female friends, and huh, we just wanted to do some content on YouTube, 
and mm-hmm. we had a cool idea of a show called The Man Cave. And it was super cool. We had like a community connection where we did mm-hmm. like um, we did it in a studio at a community um at a community like recording studio. Yeah. And I took on a group called Jerron Taylor and um Cross Baron Nation, which is a gospel group. And then I took on a comedian called Carlos Tibbs, who now has since passed away from COVID. Um God rest his, his soul. And That's then it, on another artist um and anywho um took on some artists and i just started using my connections and you know working with them and making some making some things happen so i had the creative part which is what i cared about which was the man cave and in that show they would produce some segments on fashion men health men's mental health um working out uh then we had some shady moments where we talked about you know relationship stuff all the stuff that i love to talk about um <laughs> and we did it in my in my house my basement had also like the music part so i had a lot of community artists come in my studio in my basement and they were cool. live mm-hmm. um and it was i have so much footage man so much footage it was so much fun uh, but from then, when we did that one season, I just continued by doing what I do now, which is manage artists, write contracts for people and mm-hmm. review contracts for people for free that were in the community that didn't have representation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm real good at writing contracts. I'm real good at reviewing contracts and just being legit and not asking for anything because there's so many artists out there uh, that are that are striving to do good and they just want representation, but they can't afford represent- representation. Mm-hmm. They can't. They can't. Um, have a, a manager ask for 10 or 15 percent or 20 percent and then they're getting paid maybe a hundred dollars from a gig or something like that that's right. not cool. sometimes you just need somebody can you just make sure i'm okay and i'm getting getting um played with this contract mm-hmm. uh, so i'm just a guy i can look over a contract real fast like oh no this ain't it mm-hmm. um or you know you can text me and be like hey somebody asked me to do this thing but i and it's for 45 minutes but they're asking you to you know whatever whatever i'm that guy that you yeah. you know my company can do that for you or whatever. And then for my staff that I have on my staff, you know, we just mm-hmm. all the way over everything. We do all the logistics for our, for our people that we manage. Um, right. So that's what the staff is there for. We do all the traveling and all the marketing, all that stuff. We do all that stuff. So Crucial Conflict Agency started all the way 11 years ago. We've done so many mm-hmm. big things with big artists and big organizations. We also produce um, a really big concerts for organizations that don't have the connections with the artists or know how to put on a venue type of show mm-hmm. um my knowledge and connections in those areas as well um so we've been doing it for 11 years but we no longer are crucial conflict agency about mm-hmm. two months ago i changed the name from crucial conflict agency to easton creative agency oh, okay. um, crucial conflict agency crucial conflict is actually my line name i'm a part of uh, the fraternity uh kappa alpha Psi fraternity incorporated Mm-hmm. So that's my line name crucial conflict and so <laughs> it's kind of like um, embraceive because uh, that's the story behind mm-hmm. it honestly i love it personally <laughs> you love it personally it's, it's a strong name i love it it's a strong name i understand strong the change yeah i understand kind of tell where i got my, yeah. my line name from absolutely um, yeah. so i kind of been going with that for a little while but mm-hmm. i kind of to change it to something that's a little bit more universal people asking me where's crucial conflict from and <laughs> kind of think about it you know me being dr creative and my birth name being malachi eason i went with eason creative agency mm-hmm. um, right. that's with dr creative and my my birth name eason 
being so that people are able to just move smoothly with that. And we can bypass what the name means and we can just talk about the work. Right. So now we go underneath the name Eastern Creative Agency, which has still been around for 11 years. Now, for, just to piggyback off your answer, and I know easy, I'm going to get to you because I know the light bulb's way above your head like a Looney Tunes character. But um, Dr. Creative, um, you did talk about contracts. Um, for the person with the blind eye, what are some key factors to look for when reading a contract? Because a lot of people can disguise well when the, when the sentences uh, come on a page. Please tell me. So usually your first two pages, are, or depending on how long the contract is, you can have a one mm -hmm. page, you can have a full big contract. Yeah. Um, so you want to make sure that you're looking at the amount of money that you're getting paid for the amount of time that it mm -hmm. matches. Um, and so you, you would choose to track that and you add that to the amount of people that are performing. So mm -hmm. if you have a band, you have a band of five and you're getting paid $500 for a 90 minute set that doesn't match. And so you have to do the time, how much people are you paying? How much you're paying those people? How much are they used to getting paid? And then how yeah. much are you taking home? You have to at least take home at least 50% of that. Because mm -hmm. you're the artist. Because artists, you're really not getting paid. Because some of that money should be getting saved. True. Yeah. Definitely true. If you're not saving that money, then you're really not being smart about your business. Right. Mm. Okay. A little financial literacy there. I love it. So, but <laughs> that's also for personal. I'll talk to people about those things, right? You I, come to I understand. Yeah. Understandable. Understandable. You know what I mean? Give me a plain box. All of me. Oh, that's a, but you know, so that's one thing right. you pay attention to. That's the core thing of everything that you do. That's the first mm -hmm. thing you look at. Um, and then you want to think about what are the things that they're doing for you. Every contract should have something that they're doing for you, regardless if they're paying you or not. Um, so are they which what are they honoring in your rider? If they're not, if you don't have a rider, what are they offering you up front? So are mm -hmm. they giving you food? Are they are they um flying you out? Are they doing parking if it's in indoors? Are they, you know, what are the special things that they're doing for you to really make you feel like you're being taken care of? If there is no type of perks then there's also something that you need to add in there in that contract. There need to be some type of perks that are making you feel like you're an artist. They should be taking care of you in some type of way because that means that they honor you as an artist. And if they're playing you and jerking you around, then you can go ahead to something else. There's always an opportunity out there for you. And if you don't stick up for yourself in those moments, then you will never be honored as an artist. Because if they're your friend, family, or somebody you know for years, you always stick up for yourself and you can back out because they will want you again. Nobody honors your talent if they don't do something for you. Hmm. I can go through these lessons for days. Mm -hmm. But those are the things I would talk about. I'm sorry I get serious about these things. No, no, no. no, no. This is what we want. We want this. These are things that I do all day, right? We, we but you can this. say these things yeah. without being a diva. But I always say to people, mm -hmm. that's that representation for yourself. Because if you say it yourself as an artist, you will be looked at as a diva or insert whatever kind of adjective you want to. Because artists are always looked at as people that are, that are troubled some mm -hmm. that wants to work with but have a person like me who can say with a smile and yeah. create a relationship <laughs> that you can you can't deny i have never met somebody that doesn't get with me even after i'm telling them that they're wrong and right. now I'm with you again they still will call me again because there's a way to say things that are you know not easy to talk about but you can say it with love yeah you can yeah. say it with respect yeah. You can definitely tell the truth with respect. A lot of people feel you have to be mean and yep. cold-hearted to, to uh, tell the blunt truth to somebody. Um, it, it, it's not like that. You don't have to nope. change your whole morals um, to let people know how you really feel, especially when it comes to business. It, that separates yourself from a businessman and, you know, taking stuff personal. 
Yep. <laughs> but um, easy. I see your face bright red like a cherry. Please, please say anything. First of all, I, I, I hope that people go back and they watch this or they listen to this over and over and over again and they really are taking down the, the notes because you are spitting so much truth about this and another thing to, that, that i will add on from being in every single also part of the business um if you are an artist and say you're at a venue and you know there was some type of agreement make sure you're talking to the person you made the agreement with the door guy ain't gonna know nothing he don't know he don't care the bartender doesn't know nothing he don't know he don't care if you had a deal with the promoter, go talk to the promoter. If you had a deal with the, the venue owner, go talk to that venue owner. That yep. is so super important because when you, the reason why the artists get that, that name, you know, as per, you know, Diva is because they start complaining to anybody and everybody. And these are also people that are just here to work. And, and you know, no one is, you know, we're all trying to work here together. It takes everyone to make this event go through one more thing on top of that mm -hmm. if you do not have a manager if you want to be that person to make sure you have everything you need don't show up on time show up before time hmm. contact that person have your writer and your contract deal in your hand and create mm -hmm. a checklist. not the contract have the checklist of everything that you need and you make sure that it needs to be there and you go through first alone. And then what is not there, have that checklist in your hand of things that are not checked on that list. Mm -hmm. Ask that individual, where are these things? Right. And how long do I have to wait for them? Yeah. yeah and, and <laughs> not, not, can I get these? Where are these yeah. things? Because we already right. signed a contract. So I don't need to ask you if I'm getting them. Where are right. these things? And how long do I have to wait for them? Exactly. Because exactly. you don't have and to ask if, you want, if, they, if they're going to get here. Where are they? Cause we signed right. the contract. So I don't, we're not discussing. We're not, yeah. we're not waiting. Where are they? Cause right. everybody else is here. And when are they going to get here? Cause I just need to know before I sit my ass, my butt down. Yeah. Got you. But you're sitting down with us right now on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige and my co-host, my great partner in crime, who is smiling right now in a good mood. His name is Easy Blues. He's in the building. We got Dr. Creative with us, giving us so much knowledge here on Behind the Brand. But Easy Blues, didn't want to interrupt, continue. No, and, and now to, to go back to the original point that I had an ADHD moment and, and, and got lost <laughs> on, on that incredible knowledge. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that that, that, that CC has got to be a, got to be a clothing line for you, man. Crucial Conflict clothing line, you know what I mean? Um, well, okay. I'm not, uh, I have too many it's things. It's a good brand. It's a good I, brand. I love, I love fashion, but yeah, I ain't got time. I'm trying to make a, I'm trying to be the next Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey. Well, see, here, here, Candy yeah, Bird. No, I got yeah, you. I'm trying to, but, but they all have that logo. And if you have that logo, it's that logo that'll sell. You put that logo on something else and you just put out, say a licensing deal as per that other company is now pushing and putting out your logo mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. fine so I'm, I'm don't don't let go of that cc because that cc is so powerful it means so much mm -hmm. you know so we throw a nice little marketable logo there and mm -hmm. now it's it, it's looking like that izod freaking uh crocodile now you're making money by not doing anything by merely existing i know that's right speaking to me okay <laughs> all right let's, we, let's talk let's talk Okay. I appreciate you. I hear you. I, I no, I, I know you think I'm joking. I'm yeah. serious.
Yeah, no, I'm dead serious. Okay. You know, this there's there's ways there's ways to do it and and throwing it on everything, and you you know this and that that's that's the key point. Yeah, you, you know, having that little logo up on every single aspect of it automatically name recognition. If you look on my my personal Instagram, it's mm-hmm. easy and and my my logo is a beard and glasses. Why? Because the first thing you see when you see me is a beard and glasses. Well, you recognizable. Well, now, now it is. I don't want to be shaved down. It's summertime. It's too, it was getting too hot. I'm a big man in the yeah. summer. <laughs> you know, um, it's it's warm. It's warm. I'm like I'm I'm like a, a nuclear like generator of heat yeah. on a yeah. regular basis, you know, and then also I'm I'm Irish and Italian, so like I'm very passionate. So like uh-huh. if I get going, like I'm pumping out three, four hundred watts of uh, energy on an everyday basis. So it's tough. I got, I got, I, you know, I got to keep, I got to keep, uh, I got to keep the beast at bay. Every once in a while, the beast comes out and he's got the claws. Round. Speaking but- of makeovers, um, Doctor Creative, this is my first quick time asking this question to a man because okay. we had a lot, of, we had a lot of business, you know, females that that. that I know exactly where you're going with this. Go ahead. But which is harder to make over a man or a woman when it comes to fashion design? Ooh. Which is harder for you, personally? Didn't know you were going there. Huh? Yeah. Oh wow! Actually, I thought you were going a different way. No, uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's not what we do here. Oh, no, really good. I've done plenty uh-huh. of radio interviews. Now we try. Thank you. Thank wow! You. I, I pray that y'all continue to go and yeah, more people need to be with y'all more. Um, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, females. Mm. Okay. Men are very open to whatever. Uh, right. Especially artists that you work with, they are very much like, yeah, paint my nails, put me on a pair mm-hmm. of that have a heel, color my hair, put me on something tight. I don't care. As long as I look flat, I look flat like you. They be willing to try things. You know what I mean? Like, and when you do it, they be like, I didn't know I could look like that. They may revert back to they usually do, but when they get these five pictures, the girls, the girls be going crazy over them, and they love. <laughs> you know what I mean? They love that, right? Ladies are like, I like my hair like this. I don't want to look. This color don't look good on me. You have to go over. You have to give them so much reinsurance. Um, and I've worked with females for a very long time. You very uh-huh. little women. Um, there's not a lot of women that are um, okay with the switch up of color and hair and makeup and style and limps and, oh, white don't look good on me. Oh, I don't wear mini skirts. Oh, oh, my stomach. Oh, I need a girdle. Like all those kind of things. Um, it, it can get kind of cray cray, but to mm-hmm. me, I can look at a, at a lady and be like, no boo, your, your curves is where you're, where it's at. Like mm-hmm. you, nobody's really looking at the skinny minis no more. Like they mm-hmm. want to see like a little bit of a, a little bit of a stomach, a little bit of a, a stretch mark. Like people are loving the, the natural, like let's give it to them or this patent leather pink is, is where it's at. Um, so styling, styling, you know, changing up a style on a female, um, it can be very hard because sometimes they feel like they know what's best. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about me is that I get to look at, I, I like both. So I'm able to really see like, no, baby girl, mm-hmm. let me tell you, the fellas, gonna, they're going to look, they're going to love this. If you just mm-hmm. the right way, you know what I mean? And, um, and I think once they realize, like, I'm giving you my, my honest opinion of what I think might really work for you, um, yeah. kind of works out. That's an interesting question, my friend. <laughs> Are people He's that awesome. own are people that own worst enemy when it comes to fashion and not just fashion, just making their own decisions because you've been a life coach, you've been making, 
you know, helping people just reinvent themselves and seeing just a better version of them when they look inside the mirror. Um, how many times you've seen so much potential just go right out the window? Huh. Making them cry. Ooh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to read detail, but that was a good. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really here right later. now. We gonna have um, tea later. We, we we I'm gonna get the tea on that one. Later, um, yeah, later we yeah, we got you. We got you. Off air, we'll, we'll, so we'll real, like names. this is real. Yeah. Many yeah. times people get in the way of themselves because they think that they know it all. Uh-huh. Yep. People that are always that but that are put in place to help. And um you I get saddened when there when that happens to individuals that have a lot of potential. And I want to say to to those people mm-hmm. um slow down. Yeah. Listen. Really listen and sometimes just go with the flow. Right. Let that flow go because you, your body something internally should feel like something internally should let you know that somebody's there to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Someone's there not to lead you in the right direction. And then something internally should be like, this person is here to help me and here to direct me and put me in places to really make me shine. Whether that is fashion, whether that is a new a new you, whether that is a business career or mm-hmm. work cases, because it could be that red lip that brings you to the new era in your life. You know what I mean? It could be... It could be that new photo shoot that brings your career to the next to the next level. Um, and even in like life coaching, like listening and then following through. We hear so many, so much good advice and we never follow through. I come like I'm in Canada right now. I'm in Halifax. Next week I'll be in, in Toronto working at mm-hmm. festivals and teaching people mm-hmm. how to navigate their careers and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I am. And also to speak about, I really speak about how to be creative and presenting different shows uh, mm-hmm. at festivals and at different places, right? Yeah. And so I give, when I find somebody special at these places, I give my personal number, personal email, mm-hmm. and I say, I'm available to you 24-7, mm-hmm. eight days a week. There's not eight days a week, right? <laughs> that means I'm truly- The Beatles a, said there were. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. so out of the many years I've been doing this, three people have been- have contacted me that many mm-hmm. times, right? Mm-hmm. And the one person, one of the people that I have, um, I'm at her, I'm at her festival right now, and right. she has contacted me constantly for advice. And so, people don't always take those advice in those moments, but follow through when you do. Good mm-hmm. things happen, right? Mm-hmm. No, and, and and also, you know, the main thing, and because we talk a lot about mental health on this show as well, understand that you are deserving of people wanting to do good things for you. Understand, and, that, and that's one of the toughest things, and that's seriously one of the toughest things for creatives, at least in my, you know, to understand that I actually was good enough to want something on a rider, to understand that I actually was good enough to understand that I deserved a free drink, to understand yeah. that I, I was good enough to have somebody just wanna help me for no other reason than help alone. Oh. Where it wasn't a transactional thing, you know. I can process transactional relationships yeah. real easy. This person's gonna get paid if I do this. Okay, X, Y plus Z makes sense to me. Yeah. But like when someone just comes up to you and they're like, "Yo, 
Like, you really blew me away. I love your stage presence. I revert back to that 12-year-old kid that ain't got no friends. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. This, what, why, why is this person going to do it? I need an adult. Um, am, I, am I about to go in a van? I don't want the candy, but the candy look, looks delicious. You know? Yeah. But we, as a society, have pointed this in the wrong direction. We don't educate. We do not tell creatives that you should go and get an LLC. We don't tell you how to trademark your name. We don't tell you how to file, you know, that 1099. These are all the things we need to start teaching everybody back into it because there is more of a career than just, you know, if you're a visual artist. You can still make money. You don't have to wait until you die to, to, to make money off this. No. You just have to engage no, in the business. Nobody shares that there's things out there. And there's actually a business aspect to it. There's grants out there. There's ways to survive. You don't have to be a struggling artist. But nobody shares our community because there's other people out there doing it and not sharing the knowledge. And that's why I think that I'm here for, to share that knowledge. And so I'm going to continue to do what I do. That's friends. Now, we've learned about your story. We learned a little about your past. But uh, one thing um, that we really didn't really highlight um, with all these people that you inspired, who inspired you? Who were your mentors? <laughs> we got the one teacher. Yes. The one teacher, yes. We Linda Wells. Linda Wells. And I will, I will, from an outside, real quick, um, mm -hmm. knowing what I know about the music industry, the fact that you started and, and your father was friends with um, uh, Michael Bivens makes sense to me. Because what you're doing right now, I see similar to when, you know, there was ABC and Boys to Men and BBD. So mm -hmm. I just want to say, I see that in Boys to Men, BBD, still family. Um, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It was good to highlight that. It was good to highlight yeah, that. Yeah, what a good energy. What a good energy. So I just want to say, like, I see that. I, I, don't know, I don't know if it's ever really been recognized to you, but understand because I am such a student of the game, mm -hmm. I see that influence in your work. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so I, I really want to give some some good highlights to my mentors. And mm -hmm. I won't go too deep because my mentors, I really hold uh, sacred to me because I don't need to talk to them every day. But I do check up on them often. But uh, when I need them, they come through. And so one will be... Um, from college and it's Kenneth Holmes, who was the Dean of the university. Uh, he now uh, lives in New Hampshire, works at a university out there. Uh, definitely mm -hmm. came, he come, came through to me, came through for me uh, when I was homeless uh, in college. Uh, and I was very much, I was class president all four years, but my freshman year I was homeless. And mm -hmm. came through on the low, checked me the dad way. I was raised without a father, um, but checked me like I've never been checked. I never really respected men. Um, mm -hmm. And he checked the heck out of me like I've never did. And I ended up just respecting him um, and showed me what it means to be loved by a man. Um, you know, and it just showed me opportunities taught me how to grow up and not have always always have an attitude uh and i had a boston attitude which was like not the best attitude to have um so I believe there was a cue at the end of it yes okay uh 
One thing I do have to check though, we only have one minute left of the broadcast. Uh, and yeah, but um, this has been a very, very, very educational and informative conversation that we had today, this whole hour. But for this last minute, we'd like to give it to you. Please talk about any future events you have coming up and please plug your social media for anyone who wants to reach out and get a little bit of knowledge from Dr. Creator. Go right ahead. Sure, okay, real quick. Um, So as for that, I'm glad I got to talk about Kenneth, but um, right. other than that, I, for coming up in the future events, I will be doing a lot. I have, I, I really can't talk about it because those things that's are on the low low. So I do have some wonderful things happening in the state of Connecticut uh, happening in the year 2023. I just was awarded a great grant that will be coming out um, in the next week. So you'll be seeing those announcements. And I'll let y'all know so y'all can announce it, hopefully, hopefully post it on your social media. Uh, yes. And other things happening. Uh, the Eastern Creative Agency also will be stationed here in New Haven pretty soon. There will be a physical building happening pretty soon as well. And um, follow me on all social media at Dr. Creative with a K. That is Dr. Dr. Creative, the word creative, but with a K uh, mm-hmm. on all social media platforms. And also please follow our business at uh, Eastern Creative Agency on all social media platforms. And I'm happy that you guys was able to interview me today and just shed a little light on what I've been doing here in New Haven. So I'm happy to be talking with yeah. y'all. This is great. Uh, and, and here's the thing. This is, this is the first of many. Um, this is an incredible conversation and we are going to build in, in, in the future because uh, it, it was meant to be today. This week was the coolest week of interviews for us. We had Chesky on Monday. We're closing out the week with you. Um, and, you know, it is just a beautiful highlight for the city that we love so, so, so much. And unfortunately, I have to be the bad guy with the Apollo curtain. Dr. Creative, thank you so much. We appreciate you right here on Behind the Brand on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven. Appreciate you, man. Really do. Yeah. Wondering what to write about. Trying to figure out what it's all about. Excellentialist. Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Spending time all alone. Sending my songs through the phone. Dreaming of a better home. We want focused on trying to hone this craft. Witchcraft. I hope.